Today on Filmmaker Freedom, the only sustainable way for micro-budget filmmakers to win the brutal war for audience attention. This is a war that's being absolutely dominated right now by the likes of Netflix, Disney, YouTube, Facebook, and a handful of other mega corporations. Now, you might not think you have much chance of competing against companies like this, what with their multi-billion dollar content and marketing budgets. But when you shift your focus and you niche down, you absolutely can. In fact, there's a surprising amount of power and freedom in creating niche media in a world where everyone else is seemingly attempting to reach bigger, broader, more generic audiences. When it's done right, niching down is a shift that allows you to tell the stories you actually care about to a genuinely receptive audience, and it's ultimately how you make a living doing what you love. Sound good? Let's get to it. Hey friend, welcome to Filmmaker Freedom. This is a show for ambitious indie filmmakers who want to make work they're proud of, build audiences, cut out the middlemen, and earn a damn good living selling directly to their fans. My name is Rob Hardy, and I'm a filmmaker and marketing consultant who's worked with a number of brands and startups to help them connect with online audiences and grow their business. Though I'd initially given up on the idea of making a living with indie films, After years of working in the world of marketing, I saw that many of the strategies that worked for other types of companies could be applied to indie film, with a few tweaks, of course. So that's what these solo episodes of Filmmaker Freedom are, a living, breathing document of everything I've learned about marketing, entrepreneurship, creating work that resonates, and living a good life. And one last thing before we begin, I just want to thank my good friends over at Musicvine for sponsoring this show. Over the years, I've used just about every music licensing platform out there, and I can say without hesitation that Musicvine is at the very top of my list. The quality and uniqueness of the music are outstanding, the prices are reasonable, and the design and functionality of their website are second to none. It's just a pure pleasure to use. So if you're a discerning filmmaker who needs quality music, just go to musicvine.com and use the code FILMFREEDOM for 25% off your next order. All right, now let's get into the practical lesson at the heart of today's episode. Okay, so just a quick note before we get into this. This is going to be part one of a four-part series in which we go really, really deep on this concept of making and marketing for niche audiences. And today, obviously, we're going to talk about why it's essential to make this shift in like a super competitive media ecosystem like the one we've got right now. But we're also going to get really, really tactical and talk about how to identify the perfect niche for you. We're going to talk about how to do research ahead of time so you know whether or not that niche will be profitable and whether or not it'll be enjoyable for you to serve that niche for years to come. And finally, I'm going to teach you a process that I call audience mapping, which is essentially how you create content in films that are so specifically tailored to the people in this niche that everything you make will fit them like a glove and it'll make basically all competition from the likes of Netflix and YouTube and Disney and whatnot. All that competition will be irrelevant because your content will be tailor-made for them. So this is going to be some really, really valuable material. And in fact, I'm pulling it straight from a paid course that I teach called the Film Audience Blueprint. 
And to be honest with you, I'm about to give away some of the most valuable, unique stuff that I teach, like stuff that you really won't find anywhere else in the filmmaking media ecosystem, whatever you want to call it. Um, but frankly, I believe so much in this idea of creating filmmaking entrepreneurs that I think it would be doing a disservice to you all not to give it away. So yeah, that's my quick note. And I really hope you take what I'm about to share in this series of episodes and um, put it to good use because it will serve you very, very well if you want to become an indie film entrepreneur. Okay, so the meat of today's episode is all about how to win the war for audience attention. And make no mistake, attention is about as hot of a commodity as you can find these days. There are many different billion-dollar industries built on top of the ability to gain and then monetize attention from any type of media to any form of advertising to various types of tech platforms and beyond. All of these industries are fueled by attention. But at the same time, attention is scarce. There are only so many people in the world, each of us with a finite amount of time and energy to spend consuming things or in front of a screen. And it's this scarcity that makes attention even more valuable. And that's the reason that you see these companies going out of their way, spending billions of dollars doing whatever it takes to get that attention because their survival quite literally depends on it. And that brings us to the first really valuable point that I want you to consider. And that's that as entrepreneurial filmmakers, we are at war with everybody else who's seeking their slice of this limited attention pie. If we can't earn and sustain attention for our films, we won't be able to make a living. But once we've earned that attention, you know, through our marketing, through our promotion, and obviously through making films that are worthy of attention, like you can't leave that part out. Um, but once you do all of that, there are numerous ways for us to monetize our work. But make no mistake here, it's not the films that we're monetizing, it's the attention. It doesn't matter if we make the greatest film the world has ever known. If no one tunes in, if no one shows up, we won't be able to sustain ourselves financially. Now, you might argue that grabbing attention is the job of a distributor. You're just the creator, so you don't have to think about this stuff. But if you followed Filmmaker Freedom for any length of time, or if you listen to similar shows like Indie Film Hustle, and there's probably a few others, but if you have been in this space for any length of time, you already know that indie filmmakers cannot rely on traditional distributors anymore. There are a small handful of films, usually with bigger budgets, that win that lottery and strike rich distribution deals. But the majority of indie filmmakers, especially the micro-budget variety, get taken advantage of by traditional distributors and sales agents and this entire apparatus that's been built up around the business of indie film. And that's the reason you're here. That's the reason we need to take matters into our own hands. If we want to earn a consistent living making films we're proud of, we not only need to become our own studios, but we need to become our own distributors. And the moment we make that decision, we're automatically duking it out with every other person, every other company, every industry that's looking to capture attention. So you might be wondering who exactly we're competing against in this war. So for starters, we're now competing with all of the big movie studios, as well as the likes of Netflix, Disney, Hulu, Amazon Prime, really any studio or VOD platform. But it's not just people who are producing and distributing movies. We're also competing against everything else on TV, from prestige dramas to sports to reality shows about home renovation. And the same goes for every single piece of media online. From high-end journalism to clickbait listicles to animated gifs of cats, everything is competing for that same attention. But it goes deeper. Every tech platform, including Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, which I don't know what TikTok even is, but 
whatever. There are hundreds of these platforms all across the world that are competing for attention. And it's not just these big multi-billion dollar companies that we're competing against. It's other small indie creators like us. So every other indie filmmaker, every blog, every podcast, YouTube creators, Instagram influencers, or just random kids who like to live stream their video games, they are right there in the trenches with us. At this point, I'm sure you get the point. Attention is scarce and it's hugely valuable. We're competing against everyone and their mother for our own small slice of it. And most importantly, don't forget this. We can only make a living if we find a way to sustainably win this war. Now, if I haven't scared you off yet, let's move on. So now let's talk a little bit about Hollywood and their strategy for winning mass market attention. And I want to talk a little bit about that phrase, mass market attention first. Basically, they're trying to reach as many people as humanly possible. It doesn't matter one like who these people are, where they are, as long as they have the potential of buying a movie ticket, they are the target. Basically, with this mass marketing ethos, the bigger the scale, the wider the reach, the better. Um, and on an interesting side note, this is why we see so much influence from China right now in the film industry. It's a huge and still somewhat untapped market. And, you know, Hollywood is going to go wherever the attention is. But anyhow, in this whole paradigm of seeking mass market attention, Hollywood has to play by a certain set of rules in order to succeed. So first, the films must be fairly generic so as to appeal to the broadest possible swath of the movie-going public. But increasingly, films must be made to cross cultural boundaries as well and made to appeal to those foreign markets. And like we just mentioned, China in particular is a huge one that Hollywood goes out of its way to appease. Next up, the film must lean heavily on A-list talent and celebrity, as well as just really flashy production value and visual effects to draw the mass market in. Um, and this, of course, drives up the cost of production, which in turn makes it all the more important to reach the mass market because the more you spend, the more you need to make. And then finally, they've got to spend a shit ton of money to reach people through paid media. That's everything from TV ads to billboards to paying social media influencers. The methods here are endless. Like there are so many different ways that you can use paid media. But the common denominator between all of them is that you are paying for mass market attention. Now, the financial rewards for succeeding in this atmosphere are high, obviously. And right now, in 2019, we're seeing Disney absolutely crush it at the box office with a handful of super successful mega blockbusters. But with those types of rewards also come huge risks and lots of uncertainty. So any given year, you might find any number of flops that lose pretty substantial amounts of money for the major film studios. Generally, they tend to break even with other films, but there is still a good deal of risk involved. Now, at this point, you might be wondering what any of this has to do with you as an indie filmmaker. And I would say that unless you aspire to work and make films within this whole Hollywood ecosystem, unless you really want to be part of that machine, I would argue that the mass market strategy doesn't have anything to do with you. In fact, you're probably using it and thinking in these terms right now. And if you are, it's likely harming your chances of making a living with your work. So that's the next big point that I really want to hit on. And that's that using Hollywood's attention-getting strategy without their resources is basically a recipe for failure. But as indie filmmakers, most of us grew up watching Hollywood films and dreaming of one day working within this context of the industry. 
And to that end, you know, some of us went to film school. Others learned through the internet and through making stuff and through the school of hard knocks, whatever. But regardless of where we learned, most filmmakers, even indie filmmakers, come away with the similar but wildly incorrect notion of how to succeed. Basically, we're led to believe that if we want to make movies profitably, we need to emulate Hollywood's playbook for earning audience attention, but just do it at a smaller scale. And this flawed premise leads us to do a lot of counterproductive, expensive things in pursuit of building a profitable business around our indie films. So we tend to rein in our creativity and only tell certain types of stories in certain genres because we believe that the movie-going public just won't accept anything that's quote-unquote too out of the box. Then we do everything in our power to cast A-list actors, and of course we need show-stopping visual effects because we're told that's what earns attention these days. And then when it comes time to market our films, we, you know, we submit to all the big festivals, we hire a publicist, and then we do everything we can to get a bunch of reviews so that our Rotten Tomatoes score is legit. Um, the narrative goes that if we do all of this stuff, we'll have a shot of earning some of that sweet, sweet attention. But if you couldn't tell from my somewhat flippant tone, I believe that this way of going about it is total bullshit. Because as indie filmmakers, when we attempt to play Hollywood's game, we're basically setting ourselves up to lose. And that's because earning mass market attention, attempting to reach as many people as possible, is a game of resources. If we want to compete directly with Netflix and Disney for the same audience attention with similar types of media, you've got to spend accordingly on your content and marketing. Without those resources, it's clearly impossible for us to do that as indie filmmakers. You just can't compete in the realm of generic mass market media and mass market attention. But far too often, we play by those same rules anyway because that's just how we've been taught to approach the game. It happens that this particular game is rigged in favor of those with the most resources, so the little guy almost always loses, even if he's playing by the right rules. Now, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that on rare occasion, indie projects actually do break through to the mainstream and win that attention war for a brief time. So think, you know, Blair Witch, Napoleon Dynamite, Paranormal Activity, and, you know, a handful of others. But again, these are outliers. They're statistical anomalies. They're winning lottery tickets. For the rest of us, we cannot and we should not count on those types of results for our films. Because putting your hopes in a lottery ticket has never been a particularly good strategy for building a business. Instead, we need to be focusing on playing a game that we can actually win. And that game, my podcast friend is niching down. So for indie filmmakers, mass market attention is very often, most often, almost always, completely out of reach. But when we shift our focus and play the game of winning niche attention, we've actually got a great chance at winning. But for that to happen, we need to make two crucial shifts. The first is making niche films. And the second is marketing those films in a very specific way. So first, let me just clarify what these concepts, what these two different concepts of niche making and niche marketing even mean. Basically, it comes down to identifying a specific group of people who are bound together by shared characteristics. This is your niche. Then it's about creating work specifically for them based on those characteristics. This is what it means to make niche films. And finally, it means marketing directly to these people to the exclusion of the rest of the market. That's it right there. You don't aim for the mass market and hope that some people gravitate towards you. Instead, you craft your work to appeal to a specific group of people and you market only to them. And like I mentioned at the start of this, 
We're going to talk a lot about how to identify niche markets and which shared characteristics you need to focus on. But for now, all you need to know is that niche markets are smaller, they're more specialized, they're more focused, and they are so much easier and cheaper to reach. So now I'm just going to walk you through a pretty big-ass list of reasons for why taking this niche approach wins the day for indie filmmakers. And this is basically just me reading a bulleted list that I've got, and you can find this in all sorts of different places. But anyhow, here's my list of ideas for why this strategy in particular wins the day. First up, most niche audiences are dramatically underserved when it comes to films and movies. So right out of the gate, by going niche and taking this approach, we can be the biggest, baddest fish in our small pond, as opposed to a tiny microbe in this vast ocean of commoditized media. Next up, when you target a specific niche, you can do super precise audience research. And in that process, you get to find out all sorts of useful stuff. Most importantly, what are these people really deeply looking for in the stories that they consume? And then you have the opportunity to create films and content based on what you find in said research. And when you do that, your work is going to resonate in the niche far much more than anything Hollywood could ever produce. And I want to stop and really hammer home this idea of creating stuff that resonates. Um, the next few ideas are all about what happens when you get this piece of the puzzle correct. So the more you can tell stories that resonate, the less you'll have to rely on things like celebrity and production value to draw people in. As such, that means you can focus on what really matters in your films, and that's telling a good story. And that allows you to also make films more cheaply and profit more quickly. But it goes deeper. The more you produce work that resonates, the more your films will be genuinely worthy of attention. They'll be genuinely worthy of your niche's time, attention, and money. And because of that, the higher your film is going to convert, meaning you'll have to reach far fewer people to turn a profit. And the more your work resonates, and the more you think outside of the box as an entrepreneur, the more you can create additional experience and products around the film, the more you'll be able to break free from commoditized pricing and charge more. And when you do that, you need to reach even fewer people to be able to turn a profit. So if Hollywood needs to reach a million people, you might only need to reach 2,000 to be able to make it profitable and worth your time. Next up, the more your work resonates, the more people will go out of their way to recommend it to their like-minded friends, to other people in the niche. Uh, this is called word-of-mouth marketing, and it is far and away the most effective form of marketing that you can do, and it's free. But it doesn't happen unless you create work that really deeply resonates with the niche. So yeah, at this point, I hope you're starting to see how important, like really, really fucking important it is to create this work that resonates. But you can't do that unless you start by choosing a niche and understanding that niche and committing to make stuff just for these people to the exclusion of the rest of the market. So next up on my big ass list of reasons for why niche marketing is awesome is that building an audience, whether that's an email list, uh, a community, or just a social media following, it is so much easier and more effective when you target a specific niche. And just a quick reminder on this audience building thing that when you do it, meaning you can communicate freely with this group of people, that's the key to creating a media business that's genuinely sustainable and resilient. Not to mention that an owned audience opens doors to other revenue opportunities that most filmmakers just never get to see. So we talked a little bit about this already, but a big part of building that audience is creating content that resonates in the niche. 
And that's what draws people towards your list or towards your community. That's what makes them want to follow you and consume more of your stuff. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. All viable niches have a variety of quote-unquote influencers. And I, I hate that term as much as the next person, but the point is that any viable niche has people who are already reaching that niche. And these people can help you reach way more potential customers than you'd be able to do on your own. It's so, so powerful when you start utilizing this strategy. But it all comes down to building mutually beneficial relationships with said influencers. That's what gives you the option to reach the entirety of this niche without having to spend a dime on ads. That said, if you want to advertise, and there are legitimate reasons to do so, it's dramatically less expensive when you're targeting smaller, more specific groups of people. I don't know if you know this yet, but Facebook in particular is based on a, on a bidding system. So reaching bigger, more popular audiences tends to be far more expensive because these bigger brands are driving up the price of reaching those audiences. But when you go smaller, when you go niche, you can reach these people for way less money than what other people are spending on Facebook ads. And then finally, my last reason here is that it's actually more fulfilling to serve a specific group of people than it is to make generic media for the mass market. In fact, I'd argue that by choosing a niche that you love, it's possible to create films that you're deeply, madly, wildly passionate about, and then do so profitably, even if those films would never stand a chance in the mass market. And that, my friends, is why niche filmmaking and niche marketing are a far more powerful approach for indie filmmakers than this traditional mass market way of doing things. And again, I get it. Reaching the mass market may be sexy, and that's what we hear about all the time in the film media. But when we do that, we're playing a game that's hard enough to even play, let alone win. However, we have the choice. We get to decide if we want to play an entirely different game than Hollywood. We can choose to make niche media for a small but passionate niche audience. And when we do that, we completely change the crappy underlying economics of the film business. And we can create a set of circumstances that actually put us in a position to profit consistently from our work. With this approach, we can actually win the war for attention, all while creating work that we're far more proud of than we would be if we were giving in to the demands of the mass market. So yeah, all of this is to say that going niche is the single most powerful shift we can make as indie filmmakers. And I really hope that you're as enthusiastic about it as I am. And now again, if you're wondering exactly how to identify the right niche for you, hold tight for the next episode. Next week, we're going to dive into how exactly to identify viable niches based on shared psychological characteristics. It's going to be rad, and it's one of the most valuable things I teach, so I hope you're excited, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to revisit the ideas in today's episode, you can find the transcribed version as well as the full archive of shows over at filmfreedomshow.com. And while you're there, feel free to browse around the Filmmaker Freedom website and check out some of the other rad content, including the weekly newsletter. Every Sunday morning, I send out a variety of the most useful, inspiring, thought-provoking stories I've come across that week, as well as some other cool stuff. It'll help you build your skills, master your psychology, and keep up with this ever-changing business. So if you're ready for an email that you'll actually look forward to each week, just head over to filmfreedomshow.com newsletter. Also, if the ideas in this show resonate with you, 
You're a great candidate for Freedom Fighters, which is my private community just for entrepreneurial indie filmmakers. It's totally free to join, but there is an application process to get in. So if you're interested in surrounding yourself with a group of like-minded entrepreneurial filmmakers who will push you to succeed and help you grow, just go to filmfreedomshow.com community. And lastly, I'd just like to give one more shout out to my friends over at Music Vine for sponsoring this show. The groovy intro and outro music came straight from their library, of course, and there is loads more where that came from. So if you're a discerning filmmaker who needs quality music, just go to musicvine.com and use the code FILMFREEDOM for 25% off your next order. Once again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will see you in the next episode of Filmmaker Freedom. Peace. Peace.